This is KJZZ's Sun Up, your daily news update in podcast form from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman, and this is a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona in this podcast, and something we only get to say once every four years. Happy Leap Day. It is Thursday, February 29th. Thanks for listening on this uh, quadrennial day, and let's get it going. Arizona's Attorney General Chris May says her office will soon make an announcement on the state of its investigation of 11 fake electors who sought to undermine the results of the 2020 presidential election. From our politics team, Wayne Shutsky has the latest. Mays previously confirmed she is investigating a collection of Republicans who signed a document sent to the National Archives that falsely claimed Arizona voters elected Donald Trump in 2020. The list of signers included state senators Jake Hoffman and Anthony Kern. Mays acknowledged that some are frustrated with the slow pace of the investigation, but she says her office is trying to. Conduct an investigation that um, is serious and professional while understanding that we're in an election year and that we can't take all the time in the world. Mays declined to discuss the specifics of the case, but she says the public can expect an announcement in the near future. Wayne Shetsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Meanwhile, spokesperson for Governor Katie Hobbs says she is exploring whether she's got the power to expel members of the Board of Regents, the body that oversees state universities. Also from our politics team, Cameron Sanchez reports. Hobbs has blasted the Regents for what she calls their failed oversight of the University of Arizona's finances. The governor is scheduled to meet with U of A leaders and the Regents in person next week regarding the school's $177 million budget shortfall. University officials last month unveiled plans to cut department budgets and lay off employees to address the deficit. In a statement released earlier this week, Hobbs said the regent's handling of the crisis is heading in the wrong direction and accused the board of attacking faculty rather than taking accountability. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Phoenix leaders want to get state lawmakers to rethink some actions that are putting the city, they say, in a financial bind. From KJZZ's business desk, Christina Estes reports. Starting next year, Phoenix will collect tens of millions less in sales tax revenue after state lawmakers ban cities from taxing residential rents. Mayor Kate Gallego said cities are asking them to delay implementation for a year, giving Phoenix more time to plan for the shortfall. In the case of Phoenix, our voters have allocated these dollars that were cut to public safety. It's equivalent of 350 sworn officers. That's larger than many cities' entire police departments. Phoenix is also collecting less revenue since the state moved to a flat income tax rate. While the city expects to have an $80 million surplus for the next budget starting in July, the estimated deficit for the following year ranges from 66 to more than $100 million. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Newly appointed Maricopa County Sheriff Russ Skinner says he is running as a Democrat to win a four-year term. The longtime Republican changed his party affiliation so he could qualify to replace former Sheriff Paul Penzone earlier this month. Skinner told KJZZ's the show politics and policing don't mix. There is nothing that should be political in law enforcement. Law enforcement should be unbiased and evenly keeled in delivery of services. State law requires that those appointed to finish an elected official's term be registered to the same party as the person that is being replaced. The Border Patrol's Tucson sector has seen a high share of the total number of migrants and asylum seekers at the U.S.-Mexico border over the last several months. Those allowed to enter the U.S. and await immigration hearings are often helped by aid groups in Phoenix and Tucson. And with the latest on their status from the Frontier's desk, Elisa Resnick has more. 
Aid groups in both cities say that process is threatened as the federal funding it uses from FEMA is running out. Diego Pini Lopez is with Casalitas, the main aid center helping migrants in Tucson. We're not only supporting the guests that are coming through our shelter, the asylum seekers who are legally processed here, but we're also com- uh, serving the greater Tucson community, preventing the street releases of, you know, we're talking about 500, 900 people a day in downtown Tucson. Pini Lopez says street releases, where migrants are dropped off by the Border Patrol at sites like bus stops, would strain public services in Tucson like medical centers and would also put asylum seekers at risk. But they could happen as early as April without new FEMA funding. Tomas Robles with the International Rescue Committee in Phoenix says that's a concern everywhere. The delay in the funding is going to have just ramifications throughout the country, especially in, in these shelters and locations like ours that service literally thousands of migrants per month. Robles says the IRC has also been able to avoid street releases so far, but it's facing its own potential funding cliff in June, as the future of FEMA funding remains unclear. Alisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. The Navajo Nation is expecting to finalize the details of a settlement that it expects will mean access to piped water for tribal members that are living without it. From our Fronteras Task in Flagstaff, Michel Marisco has more on that. The proposal would settle all of the Navajo Nation's water rights claims, as well as those for the Hopi and the San Juan Paiute tribes. The agreement uses water from the Colorado River and the Little Colorado, as well as groundwater and aquifers on tribal lands. Tribal officials said Wednesday the settlement will avoid costly litigation. The agreement is slated to be finalized over the next few days, then approved by the tribal governments, Arizona, and then the U.S. Congress. But officials warned there's no guarantee Congress will fund infrastructure projects to pipe water into tribal communities. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. Freedom Caucus Republican Representative Justin Heap announced on Wednesday he will primary Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richard. Back to our politics desk and Wayne Shutsky has more on that. The county recorder is responsible for keeping track of a variety of documents like deeds and liens and also oversees voter registration and early voting. Heap, a freshman lawmaker, accused Richer of mismanaging his role in election administration. Maricopa County now has a long track record of election-related issues. Maricopa County is the laughing stock of our nation and the world. Heap also criticized Richer for running a political action committee that seeks to influence elections while also working as the recorder. But other criticisms dealt with issues outside of the purview of the recorder's office, like long lines at polling centers on election day. Richer notes that's overseen by the Board of Supervisors. So if he wants to work on election day operations, he should run for the Board of Supervisors. Richer says his office does retrieve early ballots dropped off on election day, but people do not have to wait in lines to drop off those ballots. Republican Senator Jake Hoffman, who is part of the slate of fake electors who sought to overturn the 2020 presidential elections, says he recruited Heap to run for recorder. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Meanwhile, Attorney General Chris Mays filed a lawsuit Wednesday accusing the RealPage real estate software company of illegally colluding with apartment owners to raise rents in Phoenix and Tucson. Mays alleges that RealPage's revenue management software collected proprietary pricing data from multiple apartment owners and used it to coordinate rental prices among those same owners. That is unfair under the law. And the antitrust statute in Arizona prohibits conspiracies from establishing monopolies to control or fix prices, which is what these defendants allegedly did. May says apartments using real page rent for prices are over 10 percent higher than comparable units on average. 
A real page spokeswoman denied the allegations. From the KJZZ Newsroom, I'm Kirsten Dorman. Wednesday, CDC Director Mandy Cohen endorsed the recommendation for adults 65 and older to receive an additional updated dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Last year, the most COVID-related deaths and hospitalizations were among that group, and the percentage of people up to date on COVID boosters in Arizona and nationwide remains low. According to Dr. Nick Staub with Maricopa County's Health Department, 10% or less of eligible people have gotten the booster compared to the flu vaccine. Calendar watchers are celebrating today in honor of February 29th, otherwise known as Leap Day. Of course, happens once every four years only. And it's because of the movement of the Earth's rotation and its trip around the sun that become out of sync. University of Arizona planetary scientist Renu Malhotra says the disparity does add up. And so we just add to the fourth year, we add a day. So we get an extra day that year and we call it a leap day. Leap day is significant for astronomers because of the accuracy needed to schedule observations, especially those that use Earth-orbiting space telescopes. In sports, men's college hoops, Kylan Boswell scored 17. Umar Balo had 14 and 13 rebounds. Sixth-ranked Arizona pulled away late to beat ASU last night in Tempe, 85-67. Wildcats sweep the regular season series from the Sun Devils. They won the first matchup earlier this month by 45. U of A now 22-6, ASU now 14-15. and 15. In the NBA, the Suns, who have been off since Sunday, returned to action tonight in Phoenix. First to back-to-back games hosting the Houston Rockets. Hockey, it's an unlucky 13 losses in a row for the Coyotes, and they will try to snap out of it tonight in Toronto to play the Maple Leafs. They continue their road trip. Diamondbacks in baseball, 8-6 winners over the Indians in spring play yesterday. They're back at Salt River Fields for a game against the Giants this afternoon. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this leap day, Thursday, February 29th. I'm Phil Latzman. Make the best of this bonus day. We're back at you tomorrow to begin March on a Friday.